Yes, Lord, we want to respond to you and say that we do love your kingdom. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you love your church so much. You gave yourself up for her. And we pray even this morning that you will wash us, even by the blood, by your word, Lord, even as we are here. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it is your desire, Lord, that your church, Lord, even be grown up, even to be as your bride. How we just pray that we may be those who are ready, adorned, Lord, waiting for you, for you to return. We know this is the deepest longing in your heart. How we just pray that we may respond, we may return our love to you. And we pray, we thank you so much for sending your dear servant, our brother Kong, to, to be with us today. And we know that, Lord, it is by your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you're able to use him to enable him to fully discharge even your heart to us. And may our hearts respond to you. Lord, may we see your face. May we be just so close to you. And we just need you, Lord, this time. Lord, again, fill us, Lord, with your very presence. We thank you, we praise you, in your precious name we pray. We're so grateful that uh, our brother Kong is able to come and be with us today, tomorrow. And we know that our brother has been quite uh, busy, even with his age, still uh, looking after taking care of uh, his sheep. So we are grateful can be here. So we, uh, as we settle down, um, uh, we we would like to start right away. Please turn to Genesis. Chapter 2. We'll read from verse 21 to 24. I will read it in English first, and my brother will read it. And Jehovah Elohim caused a deep sleep to fall upon man, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed the flesh in his bed. And Jehovah Elohim built the rib that he had taken from man into a woman and brought her to man. 
and men said, This time it is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This shall be called woman, because this was taken out of a man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. 耶和华他使他沉睡他就睡了于是取下他一条肋骨又把肉合起来耶和华神就用那人身上所取的肋骨造成一个女人领他到那人眼前那人说这是我骨中的骨肉中的肉可以称他为女人因为他是从男人身上
en Jehovah Elohim form man dust of the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. 耶和华神用地上的尘土造人将生气吹在他鼻孔里他就成了有灵的活人原文是他有成了有灵的魂。In the Chinese Bible, you find a little bit different. 中文圣经翻译有点不同。Because the Chinese people continue to say, a man became a living soul with a spirit. With a soul, with a spirit. And you don't find it in English translation, but you find it in Chinese translation. So how about we human beings? When God created man, how did he do it? We find he just take the earth and make a form of a man. And this is the body of man. Because it is formed of the earth. Therefore, our body is in connection with the world. God gave us a body to be in touch with the world around us. And this is the function of our body. By seeing, by hearing, by touching, by tasting and contacting, we begin to know what is around us. And then God breathes a breath into his nostrils. Now you see that this is the breath of God. God breathes into man. And the breath that is was breathed into man became the spirit of man. Because God's thought is man is to be connected with God. So when the spirit came in God's spirit breathed into man, it creates in man our spirit. So that gives us God consciousness. And when the spirit and the body came in touch with each other, a soul is being produced. And the soul gives us self-consciousness. So this is the creation of man. Now of course we know. God being spirit. He gives man a spirit. He wants man to be in touch with him. So the spirit of man is supposed to be at the highest in the formation 
of man. Whatever the Spirit receives from God the Spirit, then he will command the soul and the soul will accept it. And the soul will command our body to act it out. This is the order that God created man. Now of course, because of sin, we find the man's spirit was dead to God. So man became soul and body. When I was a boy, we had a missionary from Virginia. And we call her grandma. Whenever she was exasperated, she will also say, Oh, my soul and body. Uh, there was no spirit. And that was the condition of human being today. So we need to be very clear about our creation. And because of this, we will appreciate God's salvation more clearly. And then after God created man, Adam, you know God did one thing. He led all the different animals to come before man. And the Bible says the man gave all these animals their names. But he did not find anyone like him. So God put him to sleep. And God began to open him up. And took out something from him. Even though the Bible said took out a rib from him. But in the original, it is God just took something out of him. And with that something, God created a woman. Then God led the woman to the man. And when the man saw this woman, he said, this time it is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. They shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man. So brothers and sisters, from this you can see. When God led all the different animals before Adam, God wanted Adam to see whether he could find his counterpart. But he couldn't. So that's the reason why God put him to sleep. 
And this is the first operation we find in the Bible. But this is a painless operation. And then out of Adam, something was taken out. And with that something out of Adam, the woman was made. And then you find the man and the woman became one flesh. Now this you find in the beginning of the Bible. Now when you read the word of God, you know there is something spiritual behind everything. So what will that story told tells us? He will tell us of Christ and His Church. Why is it in the Bible you find at the beginning marriage? It is because in God's thought, this is what God has for man. But it is more than just a physical thing. There is a spiritual reason behind it. The reason is, in God's heart, there is only one person. It is His only begotten Son. Our Lord Jesus Christ. So when God created, He created for His Son. Everything is for His Son. Now, in this very story, God was telling us what is His idea concerning man. What is it that he wants his son to receive? So as we read the word of God, and we seek to find the mind of God, we find that in this story there is much that has lessons for us. Primarily, we find that God does everything for His Son. He has created man for his son. Today, because of the sin in this world, our spirit was dead in sins and transgressions. We have lost contact with God. So in this world, you find there's only soul and body. But thank God, through our Lord Jesus, He restored us to His original idea. So we who have believed in the Lord Jesus, we have not only a soul and a body, but we also have a new spirit. And it is the order of God that our Christian life is to be under God's order. It is no longer I 
who lives. 不再是我活着, it is Christ who lives in us. So with Christians, our spirit is to take the lead. In our daily life, as we are in contact with God, the Spirit. That should be the norm. Before you believe in the Lord Jesus, because your spirit was dead, so how do you live in, in the world? You live in the world by whatever you think you decide to do. But the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, you find the Bible tells us this is not true. We all thought that we did everything as we wish. We were the masters of our own. But actually, the Bible tells us we were under the power of evil. Because as you know the story, God created man not for himself. God created man for his purpose. He wanted to use man to destroy his enemy Satan. I suppose, brothers and sisters, you all know the story. Because in the first creation, there was no man. In the first creation, the highest created were the angels. The angels were created to worship God and to do God's work. And as we find in the Bible, there was an archangel. God created him in a very perfect way. God gave him all kinds of gifts. And he became the anointed archangel over God's throne. He was called Lucifer. The enlightened one. And he was there to lead all the angels to worship God. To go do the good wills of God. But the Bible tells us, both in Isaiah chapter 14, and in Ezekiel chapter 28, the Bible tells us this archangel Lucifer, as he led the angels in doing the will of God, after a while, he began to think of himself. I think it is always dangerous just to center upon ourselves. We should look out unto God. We should not look into ourselves. Because if you look into ourselves, sooner or later something will get wrong. 
Now this archangel Lucifer. After he has led the angels in worshiping God and doing God's will. He began to look into himself. Brothers and sisters, God did not want us to look into ourselves. He wants us to look unto Him. And this Lucifer began to look into himself. He really re- he began to be proud of himself. Because he was so talented. He has such a position. But he was not satisfied with God has put him. He felt he should have something more. So in Isaiah chapter 14, it tells us. He began to think of himself. Five times he said, I will, I will, I will. I will be higher above. I want to be in the council of God. I want to be high up. As a matter of fact, he was thinking of taking the place of the Son of God. Because the Son of God is equal with God. And they share everything. So Lucifer began to be dissatisfied with where God had put him. He wanted to take the position of God's begotten Son. And because of this, the Bible tells us, God dismissed him from the throne. And that's the reason why you find in the Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, whenever God created, He always created perfect. When He said it, it is done. So, when God first created the heavens and the earth, in Genesis chapter 1, the heavens and the earth were created. And then in verse 2, and it said, the earth become void and empty. And it was surrounded by water. Now, remember, this is not the original manner of God's creation. Because when God created, it was done perfect. This was because something had happened in the universe. And that's what we have been sharing about Lucifer. So, this earth was surrounded by water. It was under judgment. We do not know how long this continued. But we know there was a period of ice age in this world. And 
And during that period, this earth was surrounded with water. And that's why you find in chapter 1, verse 2 of Genesis, the Spirit of God brooded over the face of the earth. So this was not God's original creation. This was God was going to restore the earth to be habitable. And the Spirit of God was the power of restoration. And after God created the earth to be habitable, then on the last day, God created man. So, dear brothers and sisters, I think first of all, we all need to be very clear. Why did God create man? Did God create you for your own reason? Or God created you with his purpose. Thank God, he is a God of purpose. So whatever he does, there is a purpose behind it. It is very important that we discover that purpose. When God created man, He did not create man for His own reason. God created everything for His Son. This is the reason behind every creation. So I hope, brothers and sisters, that we all see this basic principle that God created us man not for ourselves. It is sin that has made us so. When God first created, He did it for his beloved son. But God being God, before he did everything, he had a thought. He had an idea. He wanted to do something. But he could see things Far away. So when he was thinking of creating, when he was thinking of creating all things for his son, he realized that there will be problems. That one of the archangels will rebel against. So he wondered whether he should go ahead. And if we use human thinking, his son will step forward. He said, Father, if this is your will, go ahead to do it. I'm willing to offer myself as the sacrifice. This is what you find in First Peter. His son offered himself 
to be the Lamb from the foundation of the world. So, the Bible says from the foundation of the world. So, the the Son of God came into this world much later on. And he accomplished the work of redemption. But even before the foundation of the world, it was destined that he was to be the sacrifice. 当初已经知道说他以后要成为那个祭献上。And that is the reason why God began to create. 所以神就开始创造。So our Lord Jesus, 我们的主耶稣, was the Lamb from the beginning of the world. 我们的主耶稣从创世的时候就已经是被杀的羔羊。Even though He went to the cross, much later. And here you'll find the salvation work of God. So here you'll find Adam is a representation of Christ. You know when you study the Bible, there are lots of types. And in Adam, we find two opposite types. On the one hand, the Bible used Adam to be a type of Christ. And on the other hand, he used Adam to represent Antichrist. But here we are talking about the positive side. So Adam here in Genesis chapter 2 represents Christ. And God said it is not good for man to be alone. And this is he refers to his beloved son. He wanted his son to have a bride. This is the eternal plan of God. And he realized the problem. And that's the reason why we have said his dad, his son, before the foundation of the world, step forward and say, Father, if this is your will, go ahead. I'm willing to be the lamb to suffer for the sins of the world. And that is why we have this creation today. So brothers and sisters, after we believe in the Lord Jesus, we need to understand God's thought. You are saved, I am saved. By the grace of God. Why did God save us? Out of all the people in the world, why is it God should deliver us from sin? Remember, this is not just for you. This is for God's plan. God has a plan in your life. So all who believe in the Lord Jesus, first of all, we need to understand. You are here on this earth 
not for yourself. You are here on this earth for God's purpose. And if we know this principle, I think it will deliver us from many errors. We are not our own. We are the Lord. We are like the woman given to the man. But there is a principle behind it. How Eddie can become the bride of Adam? God showed Adam all the animals. To let Adam choose. But Adam gave names to everyone, but he found no counterpart. Until that which has come out of him will join together to him. I think this is a principle we need to learn very earnestly. Thank God He has saved us. Thank God He has forgiven our sins. Thank God we can go to heaven. As someone says, in my two feet will be within Heaven, I'm satisfied. But brothers and sisters, you are satisfied. But but will God be satisfied? Because your life is a waste in the sight of God. There is a glorious purpose of God in your life. God saves you with a purpose. And we must know what that purpose is. We are saved for Christ Jesus. So you remember when our Lord Jesus came into this world. He lived on this earth 33 and a half years. And during that period, we find he was traveling and speaking. He came to this world to find his bride. But wherever he went, you find sometimes when you read the full gospel, you have the impression as if the world is full of those sick death, blind, and all these deficiencies. Because that's what you find when our Lord was on earth. He didn't find any perfect man or woman. And the Bible tells us all these who were sick and blind and so forth, they came to the Lord and be healed. And this is exactly what happened. Our Lord found that on this earth there was no perfect, clear person. They were all sinners of different kinds. And it, and it was His work to Forgive our sins to heal 
他在那边预备一个人来医治我们的病。He was preparing a people for himself.他在那边预备一般人是为了他自己的。And after he has accomplished the work of salvation，所以他完成神救恩的工作之后，he went up to heaven.他就升天了。Brothers and sisters，弟兄姊妹们，what is our Lord doing? In heaven, we say he has already accomplished the work of redemption. So there was nothing for him to do. Probably he was sitting by the side of his father and dozing. But brothers and sisters, our Lord was as busy in heaven as He was on earth. The Bible tells us that He liveth forever and interceding unceasingly for us. That those who come to Him, He is able to save them. To the uttermost. He wants everyone to be perfect. He wants everyone to enter into the thought of God. He wants Christ to be in you. That is the hope of glory. Now with him. His death was cruel and painful. Not like Adam. Adam's sleep was peaceful. But our Lord Jesus was crucified on the cross. And the pain is beyond our understanding. We only know a little bit of it. When we think of Gethsemane, when our Lord Jesus was praying. He knew that he was to be the scapegoat. That all the sins of the world will come upon him. And he will receive from his father the punishment. The separation from God. With this he was he found himself almost unbearable. So you remember the scene in He said my soul was grieved even unto death. And as he prayed, his blood dropping down. So Brothers and sisters, suppose you are a very clean person. Very orderly. And someone come to live with you. And he was the most unclean and unorderly person. And throwing things all over. Now how do you feel? You feel unbearable. Think of our Lord Jesus. He was the perfect one. And all he meet met was those who were sick and even died. And all the sins of the world 
will come upon him. It was unbearable. That's why in Gethsemane, he said, Father, if it is possible, let this leave you. But not my will. Thy will be done. How thankful we are to Christ. We never understand how He suffered for us. But He did. But now in heaven, He is not resting yet. The Bible tells us He ever liveth interceding for us unceasingly. And when He prays, the Holy Spirit within you works. And that's how we are separated for Christ. So dear brothers and sisters, do not think when you believe in the Lord Jesus that's the end of it. Now everything is rosy. Brothers and sisters, this is just the beginning. After we believe in the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit that is given to each and every one of us, he is there representing Christ. As Christ prayed in heaven, He works in us. So it is very important to see this principle that only that which comes out of Him can be united with Him. Thank God we are saved. We have something out of Him. But we have many much more that is not of Him. And all these that are not of Him must be dealt with. That is why the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit dwells in you is working all the time. Some people ask the question, how do I know the Holy Spirit is working in me? I think it is very simple. After you are saved, You continue to do the same thing. You continue to live your own life. You continue to go where you used to go. You continue to speak as you used to speak. But do you see a difference? Formerly, when you are doing these things, you feel very peaceful. As a matter of fact, if you like to boast, the more you boast, the more you feel glory. But after you are saved, you try it again. If you boast that he's saying something untrue, do you sense within you a still small voice saying, You are a Christian. Do you think this is the right thing to do? Oftentimes we ignore it. We continue to boast. But brothers and sisters, you find you are unable to pray. 
Unless you confess it before the Lord. Then your relationship with the Lord is renewed. So Christian life is a daily life. And the Holy Spirit works in us. Unceasingly. As our Lord in heaven pray for you, the Holy Spirit works in you. And if we from the beginning learn to cooperate with the in God Holy Spirit, then our spiritual life. Will grow. Into more and more, it is no longer I, but Christ. Now, if you neglect it, what will happen? You find the voice of the Holy Spirit in you get quieter, lower and lower. Until one day, you cannot hear him. That is to say, you continue to be yourself. There is no transformation. You are not transformed from glory to glory. Which is the will of God. So, dear brothers and sisters, our daily life. It's very important. Do not depend upon outward help. God has already put the best help within you. Learn to listen to the still small voice. Now, if you learn to do that, you will find your spiritual life will grow. More and more, it will be more of Christ and less of you. Until, until it becomes all of Christ and none of you. And that is the purpose of God. So dear brothers and sisters, this morning, this is the only burden in my heart. Very fundamental, but very important. My prayer to the Lord is that every brother and sister will begin his or her Christian life in the right way. Christian life is not an outward thing. Christian life is an inward thing. As the Spirit of God within you works, humble yourself. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And then you will be glorified. And that is the will of God. So it is very simple. Only that which is out of Christ can be united with Christ. Anything in your life that is not all of Christ cannot be united back to Christ. So that's why you find in Romans chapter 8. It said, God has predestinated us. To be called Paul to his beloved son. So, when we believe in the Lord Jesus, it is just the beginning. It is not the end. 
God has destined you to be conformed to the image of Christ. Whom he has known, he has justified. And whom he has justified, he has glorified. Thank God for his perfect salvation. When you believe in the Lord Jesus, that is not the end. That is the beginning. So may the Lord help us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank Thee for the revelation in Thy Word. We thank Thee for showing us Thy divine principle. It is only that which is out of you can be reunited with you. Thank you, Lord, that Thou hast made every provision. It is not by our own effort. It is just by our cooperation. So may the Spirit of God work in each and every one of us here. And lead us all. Until Christ is fully formed. To the glory of God. We ask in thy name. Amen. Amen.